he slid the literary abortion aside, sighing before grabbing another one from his stack. He'd gained fifty pounds in short order. Depression made him eat, and he fed it liberally. He smoked, too. Camel lights were his preference, but anything would do in a pinch. Marlboro, Merritt. Once in a while, he'd even settle for a menthol, although he couldn't name a brand offhand. When the mood struck him, he'd exercise. He'd bought a stationary bike for his sphincter-sized apartment a few months back, in addition to the fairly expensive gym membership that he maintained. Most of the time, true to its name, the stationary bike just sat there and collected dust. It made an excellent coat rack, though, so to say that it went completely unused wouldn't have been entirely accurate. Still, it didn't do him any real good. Despite his half-assed attempts at getting fitter, his body was revolting. Now, his blood pressure was on the march, threatening to blow the cap off of his skull like Mount Vesuvius, one fine day circa 79 A.D. or so. David, how's it going? A cold douche chill flew up David's spine. He glanced over to his cubicle door just for a moment. It was Ted, his manager. Bald, crisp new shirt, pressed tie. Smelled like far too much aftershave, although David couldn't place it at that moment. He was referred to as the warden in the aisles of the cube farm, and he fancied himself witty. He wasn't, of course. If anything, he was brutal in his boorishness. It's going, David replied. He had barely looked up from his work. Just trying to get through this pile before lunch, he said. You want to grab a bite there, tiger? You're looking good enough to eat. Ted smiled. Growl. No, I, I think I'm going to take lunch here. David replied, swallowing the little piece of his soul that always seemed to seep up into the back of his throat whenever he talked to his manager. Never mind the fact that he hated Ted from tits to toes. He hated eating in front of other people more. Ever since the weight had started to pack itself onto his small frame, clumping like mashed potatoes beneath the dimpled skin of his ass, he found the prospect of eating with others. The spectacle of them watching him gorge, distasteful, to put it mildly. You sure? It's on me today. You won't even have to blow me for it. Positive, David replied with more than a hint of revulsion. A bead of sweat slid down his meaty back, and Bob slutted the crack of his ass. His cubicle was sweltering, but the coven of witches that sat by the windows still complained about it being too cold in the mornings, so office services never turned down the heat. "'You sure everything's all right, David?' Ted asked. "'You come with me to lunch, maybe I'll blow you, make you feel better.' David shifted uncomfortably. He put aside his work, a coffee-stained manuscript entitled Jack Harden and the Garden of Delights, and looked over at his boss. Ted looked just a little bit like a slug. That's okay, Ted. And everything's fine. Are we talking fine like Auschwitz fine, or fine like a 14-year-old girl's tits? That was Ted's funny. If it wasn't pedophilia, it was necrophilia. 
if it wasn't necrophilia, it was bestiality. Those three things represented Ted's triumvirate of humor, the basest of human perversities. Tits, I guess, David replied, hating himself for it. Another little piece of his soul crawled up into the back of his throat and died there. All right, then. I guess I'll catch you later, tiger. You hang in there. Fuck you, David whispered. He couldn't stop himself. His dying soul's last breath was a curse that couldn't be restrained. What? Ted asked, spinning around. Nothing. Ted's eyes leached onto David for a few seconds, studying him. Then he left without a word, trailing his aftershave's stench. Aqua Velva.